The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. This is the cream in your coffee, your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler, the Jewish canon, the physical embodiment of charisma, the most entertaining man in professional wrestling, the Bernie Sanders of professional wrestling, the best of the best, Mr. American Rana Davey Wrestling, the 104-minute man, the main event. I'm really, really good at Twitter, the king of taunts, the product David Starr, and you're listening to the Rough House Podcast. The opinions expressed in the Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here at the Rough House where black people and white people watch wrestling and Hispanic people too and all people. good are we good yeah we're rolling yeah hey buddy hey guy how are you welcome oh, oh my god chris <laughs> i dude th- this is this is just getting ridiculous it, like I, at no point do i think we we will ever be at a lack of content uh, unless i don't know during the holidays all of the shows go off air or i don't know it it, it is ridiculous it is crazy uh there's Remember how so we, how we, when we said how exciting it was going to be to have all this extra stuff? Uh, yeah. And, I, and I, now I, we're just like dread of like, okay, the, the, the list of topics to discuss is just bearing down on our shoulders like yeah. fucking Atlas holding yeah, the world up. On. Let me just knock out a few different things that originally I would have been like, oh, it would have been cool if we got to talk about it. I don't think we're going to get to talk about it all. Um, hey, the, the guy from Arrow is going to be on a show on Stars. It's about pro wrestling. That yep. sounds cool. Sorry, can't talk about it. Uh, nope. Let's see. Uh, they've thrown Undertaker into the SmackDown show at Madison Square Garden. Well, mm-hmm. would have been fun to hear you shit talk the Undertaker for a while. <laughs> totally out. Uh, Ronda Rousey nearly cut off her finger. That was fucked up. All right, that's gone. Yep. Uh, the XFL has a whole bunch of teams and logos that suck. That's out. I don't know. We may have to spend some time. <laughs> <laughs> uh wwe is gonna start its own podcasting network that's oh, yeah. dumb um yeah uh, I'll, I'll throw out my two hot takes on that one every single podcast i've seen online that goes hey wwe why don't you sign us fuck yourselves they're never going to yeah. two um i cannot wait to see how they keep up the wwe language for multiple hours a week on multiple podcasts podcasts that's gonna well, be awful i mean uh, my, my i guess my main question is why uh why now uh would they 
would they do that? Is you know, I guess maybe if it's some kind of joint venture with with Fox, uh, so they get some of their people uh, interviewing WWE guys. I mean, yeah. who, otherwise, is it just going to be freaking Heath Slater talking to fucking uh, Arya Davari for an hour? It's uh, who be wants Kathy that? Kelly or Victor Joseph or one of these people. The the, the reason why is. Uh, Endeavor Streaming, which is the company they're teamed up with now. I guess we are going to get this a little bit. The company they're teamed up with now for the network, the new company that kind of shit the bed, Wrestle or not WrestleMania, SummerSlam weekend. Yeah. Um, they have a podcasting division, oh, so great. they're like, "Oh, we're we're hand in hand." And Variety just, you know, uh, put out that big article where they're like, "Oh, Conan O'Brien's leading the podcast revolution," uh, even though podcasts have been around for like fifteen years. Um, yeah. You know, people are seeing dollar signs where potential dollar signs are i really don't know how many more podcasts the wrestling world needs uh there are weeks where whatever they need are insight um <laughs> but it's just like i don't know fucking sean mooney has a podcast do you remember sean mooney chris i yes vaguely yeah exactly that guy has a podcast i mean yeah. i don't know why he does but he does and it's just sort of like how how many more people are going to need them? I guess are, are Edge and Christian's podcast going to be moving? Is this- I hope not because they can be critical of the WWE on theirs, which is why I enjoy their show. Besides yeah. their hilarious banter back and forth and and great yeah. rapport, um, but it's just it, you know what what was my it was something like a state propaganda um, yeah, yeah. podcasts. You know, if it's just going to be like what the stone cold show ended up being um the stone cold podcast ended up being is just this neutered with company talk sort of sort of thing yeah then why am i wasting my time with it but yeah for me i i just can't wait to see how many times we hear terms like sports entertainment enthusiasts instead of wrestling (laughs) fans what was the term roman reigns used the other day oh he called himself a performance fighter yeah that's a great term. I like well, that a lot because you can't say that's pro a whole wrestler. Other, that's a whole other hubbub on Twitter this week of is pro wrestling uh, a performance art? And yeah. uh, oh, oh man, you- that's right. You wanted to you wanted to talk about Jim Cornette getting at your girl. I mean, look, corny gonna corny. You know, it it, it is what it is. Um, it's just you know, it's exhausting. Twitter is is, is exhausting. Yes, it true. It truly is. Like, because yeah. there's so much. It's there's so much good in there. Uh, well, not there, so much. There is some good in there. Um, it, it, it there are there are pieces of corn in the turds that are Twitter. Yeah, but you have to wade through so much fecal matter to get there. Yes. Uh, you know, as like yesterday when I was sitting there, you know, refreshing Twitter for the D23 movie updates and stuff like that. And, you know, I would get something good from Slash Film or, or Eric, who used to work at IGN, who I follow, was there. And I was yeah. just like, you know, I was like, oh, great. This, this stuff's great. And then it's, you know, two guys on the other side of the world arguing about whether or not pro wrestling is performance art. And Uncle Dave, of course, chiming in, uh, you know, oh, feeding man. the trolls, which he fucking with all the shit that he does all week long, he still has time to feed the trolls. And I'm like, dude, why? What the fuck? I, I think that bit is I. I wouldn't be shocked if you look at, and I don't have access to any numbers or not public or anything, but it's like number of people who subscribe to the observer versus how often Dave gets into Twitter wars. There's gotta be like a positive reaction there yeah. for him to engage as much as he does. Um, yeah, I, I haven't seen the analytics either, but it's, it's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> 
But let, let's let's get into the, the meat of the episode. Let's get into the big story this week. Let's get into all of it. Because the other big stories of the week kind of connect to it. And the biggest story of the week is the Wednesday Night Wars are here. It became officially official. We were talking about it a little bit last week. It became true. NXT, two hours live every single week on the USA Network, every Wednesday night, 8 to 10, airing opposite of AEW on TNT. And not only that, they, uh, in true Vince fashion, had to start first. So yes. they're starting yes. September 18th, uh, yes. two weeks prior uh, to AEW's launch because Lord knows Vince ain't going to get beat to market on some shit. No. So, uh, so so there we are. And I guess the tapings kind of worked out uh, to their favor with that as yeah. well for what they had taped uh, a week and a half ago at Full Sail. So, um, so yeah, it, 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 it's on. Um and it's I don't know I I have mixed feelings about it. Like part of me, you know, is excited because there was this air of excitement surrounding the Monday Night Wars back yeah. in the day. What's Nitro yeah. going to do? What's Raw going to do? Uh, what's going to happen when they change over to the War Zone? And it gets, you know, the, right, the, right, right. The Top later of the hour. hour is going to be super key on both shows, right? And and, and uh, I mean, there there are so many X factors. There's so many questions. Let's, let's kind of try to dig into them. Um, for me, first and foremost, what is the shift to two hours and live going to mean? to the build that we're used to in NXT. Yeah. We're used to this idea that it's one hour a week. They have a pay-per-view every three months right now. The next pay-per-view or well, quote unquote pay-per-view special event. Uh, yeah. The next takeover. takeover is set for November. And that's going to be uh, the big war game show. And I think it's in Los Angeles. I believe um, so. Survivor series weekend. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Um, so they've had for years now, for at least the past five years, they've had kind of an established idea of there's a takeover every three months. They do one hour of weekly television. They slow build. Yeah. What is adding that extra hour going to do to shift the storytelling style of NXT? Are we going to start seeing more things, more stories pay off on TV or do you think that they're still going to find a way? Basically, they're just going to put more warm bodies to fill out the two hours. Well, they certainly have the bodies available to do that. Quite true. Um, and, you know, one of the nitpicks we've had of NXT, which there have been few, mm -hmm. but it's the fact that there's so many people who are uh, established on TV that don't get a ton of airtime. Right. So that this end up this could end up being beneficial for them like your you know Tyler Breeze's and Fandangos your your Keith Lee's and Damian Priest your Dijakovic when he comes back mm -hmm. you know these guys and not to mention all the people that they just introduced on the breakout tournament yeah. um, are going to have an opportunity to go out there and, and tell some stories and get some storylines going and stuff like that on top of your already established undisputed eras and street profits and um, you know people such as that so in, in that it's it's good because it gets more eyes, definitely more eyes, which is a big part of this. USA Network certainly is available in more homes than WWE Network is. Yeah. Um, so that's good for these guys, especially the new newer guys coming in. Um, you know, to to make a name for themselves, get some T-shirts, sell some merch, make some make some dough, and we'll get into the money side of it in, in, in a little bit. Uh, but with that, with all these new people getting on TV because it's two hours a week. Does it change the dynamic of a takeover? One of the things we loved about the takeovers is that mm -hmm. it's 
two two and a half hours crisp five matches about mm-hmm. uh with a couple tape dark for tv which that's out of the window so i guess they'll do a takeover pre-show now uh and pay off certainly a couple possible of those, certainly uh, possible on there but are they going to increase to the three three and a half hour bit to pay off right. all these stories or will it be like you said paid off more on tv and obviously we don't know the answer to that but it's certainly something um worth uh, uh discussing yeah i mean uh, I, I think it would behoove them, especially considering AEW, as they've announced for the first five weeks of television, there's tag title tournaments, there's defenses of the world title, defenses of the women's title, all these different things that have been teased and announced for those first few weeks of television. It would behoove them to, much as they do now, although they're usually kind of lame duck defenses, have defenses of the belt pay off some storytelling and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. But I guess there is the the risk reward of, and we saw the same thing in the Monday Night Wars, of burning out the goodwill of the stories, burning out the goodwill of the talent, burning out the goodwill of the fans to wait for these matches to occur at bigger moments for the bigger paydays. And right. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be a problem that I think both shows are going to have because both AEW and NXT are going to come out with guns blazing and try to outdo and and overtake their uh, their rival show, which I think is good for wrestling as a whole. I mean, yeah, you know, you have two hungry, skilled rosters that are going to try to do great things. But I would dare say that there is a bigger uh, bigger leap for the NXT guys to be a cable TV ready product and to take on what is going to look like from an outside observer. If you're just flipping between the channels, a bigger product NXT is going to be aired live in front of 600 people or whatever at full sale every single week. AEW is going to be in front of five to 12,000 people every week in thus far, mostly sold out, but definitely jam packed arenas. Yeah. One is going to look a lot more major league than the other. So now there's this idea of, okay, can you compete in ring if you can't compete in presentation? Yeah. And certainly the talent there on, on both sides to make this interesting, but it's, it, it's, you're hundred percent correct. It's all going to be on how they, um, plot out these shows, you know, the, like you said, the first segment is going to be important, setting the tone for the night, you know, setting up what's to come and the storylines and all these sorts of things. Uh, my fear uh, is that it's going to turn into a opening minute, 20 minute, pro- uh, opening 20 minute promo as oh, we've God. seen on raw and SmackDown setting up the show for the rest of the night. Which you didn't have the time to do in the weekly NXT as we've seen, but now with an extra hour you have a little bit more time uh, leeway uh, for that. I hope that's not the case. Yeah. Um, and you know the like you said the optics of being in full sale versus you know AEW being these arenas. Uh, the full sale thing it was a weird choice to me and, and i get it yep. infrastructure wise it's safe everything's built in there ready to go you have you know the the full sale um school people help out i think mm-hmm. uh in setting things up and and, and stuff like mm-hmm. that um but i it, it just it's 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 weird because you know it doesn't allow for any growth uh right right you know it, it, in terms of that and it i feel like it could lead to complacency a lot sooner 
than something uh, on the AEW side of things. But, you know, a lot of times the Fool's Hill crowd is super rowdy, plus the fact that, you know, they would tape four episodes on one night. Mm -hmm. So by the time that fourth episode came around, you'd have to have something really hot to get the crowd going. So I guess setting it up for, you know, not having shows that long every week will keep the crowd fresh. But, you know, you're drawing from the same pool of people. And I know there's a lot of repeat customers at Full Sail, but, you know, how financially and timing wise is going to be for people to dedicate two hours to go to this thing live every week. Well, I know that there are some people cause uh, uh, a friend of mine literally goes to all the full sale tapings. He lives down uh-huh. in Florida. So he goes to every single full sale taping. And, and one of the first things he See did the one that wears the Oriole hat. Uh, no, no, he's okay. not. Um, he's actually, uh, my buddy Ben who, uh, runs awesome con in DC. He hmm. lives in Florida now. So, uh, even though he still runs the show in DC, he lives in Florida and, uh, he goes to NXT for every taping. Gotcha. And one of the first things he did come this past Wednesday when they put tickets back on sale, cause the idea was there were some open seats available tickets sold out for those two shows in two minutes, by the way. Um, yeah. I mean, granted, you're talking 400 people versus a few thousand. But anyway, um, he said, hey, he tweeted at WWE at Triple H. Hey, can we get season tickets? Which might be a smart idea because there are a lot of full sale regulars who go to every show. I guess my concern and and maybe I'm I'm clutching my pearls here uh, is at what point does this kind of turn into the impact regulars right uh, i know actually a lot of the full sale folks were impact regulars uh which is why every single impact debut was met with a holy shit um but at, at what point do you have a crowd that is a little more entitled a little more uh you know they, they have their arms crossed a little bit more because they are used to being catered to in a certain way versus right. having a new crowd in a new city every week who may react differently because holy shit i get to see johnny gargano live much how you know on the aew side people would be like oh my god kenny omega oh my god john moxley oh my god etc etc yeah it helps to freshen up who you're in front of because once you're in front of the same people again and again and again, there's an expectation and they aren't as thrilled to see you uh, to, to quote something Justin used to say on this very program all the time. Can't miss you if you don't go away. Yeah. If they're seeing these guys every week, at what point do they just stop giving us yet? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's different. It's 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 a different um, expectation to to pay money every week to go see something that you could sit on your couch in your underwear and watch, you know, for nine ninety nine, as it were. Right. Uh, or you know, now if you have cable, uh, there's that. And then that's the other side of the thing is, you know, it's airing live on USA from eight to ten on Wednesday nights, and then Thursday evening at eight p.m. it appears on the WWE Network. Right. So we were worried about how it was going to affect the airing of the network work what kind of delay so a, a day's delay isn't that bad um i usually don't get a chance to watch nxt right. till the weekend right. anyway so for me it's beneficial because i have gigs during the week at night um but i know you know uh i'm sure it'll affect some other people yeah um, but i th- feel like that also kind of takes away from the war a little bit because you don't have to choose between the two absolutely they are basically telling me as a viewer I don't need to watch NXT live. Right. I can wait. 
And really what they need to do, and again, it's that, that fear of hot-shotting things, is they need to come out hot and make me want to watch NXT live. Right. And uh, I will say this right now to double back to, to a point you made earlier. If either show, AEW or NXT goes, well, we'll start the show with a 20-minute promo war to set up the rest yeah. of the show. You've already lost the plot. Yeah. Both of these shows need to come out hot with crazy matches and insane talent. That's that's what each brand is bringing to the table, and that, to me, is what they both need to do to differentiate themselves from Raw and SmackDown. Well, I don't, I don't mind a promo to start the show if it's Kenny Omega coming out, uh, you know, and calling out, you know, fucking Pentagon Dark or Pentagon Junior or whatever the fuck sure, they're sure. calling them. You know, if it's, you know, a quick under five minutes sort of thing mm -hmm. that does set up later in the show, mm -hmm. but uh, doesn't take, there's no promo train. There's no blah, blah, you know, all that, yeah. all the old tropes that we've given yeah. shit to raw and SmackDown for, for the past 15 years. Uh, you know, you can start the show with the promo. Just don't do the full, yeah. uh, full bit, you know? Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be important. And they haven't announced, to my knowledge, anything about where AEW is going to be available for streaming post air. They have not. Um, so that kind of uh, has put me up in the air because I don't have cable. Right, um, right. So I don't know how I'm going to watch that show right now. Yeah. Uh, I would imagine maybe BR Live could uh, mm -hmm. could host them. Maybe Hulu. I, I, uh, I don't could know. Could be this whole, I mean, granted it won't be till next year, the whole HBO Max thing because they're promoting that that's supposed to be the combination of all of the Time Warner properties and that includes TNT. Um, yeah, I know. I really, a, a, another subscription. Uh, uh, I will say this. If they make it only a few bucks more than HBO proper, I'll just shift from one to the other. So this it would include HBO, obviously. Yes. yes. So, okay. Because I think I'm paying, what, 15 bucks for HBO now as, right. as it stands. Right. Uh, which finally watched a Deadwood movie yesterday, which thumbs up on that. Um, uh, okay, yeah, but still, you know, Disney Plus coming out too. Yep. I already got Amazon, Hulu, and Netflix. Uh, I may have yep. to jettison one of these motherfuckers. <laughs> yep, yep. And uh, I, I'm just going to say it. I think we're going to see a lot of people start to jettison Netflix, especially the way that they're cutting off shows. Uh, but that's that's a conversation for another day and another episode. Focusing true, back true, on true. this Wednesday Night War. <clears throat> I am incredibly optimistic for both sides. Because for me... NXT is full of a group of talent that we always got scared. What happens yeah. when they get called to the main roster? Right. Congratulations. NXT is the main roster now. Yeah. That could be for good. That could be for ill. But on paper right now, when you're telling me that I'm getting a two hour version every week of the show I like featuring the stars I like run by the guy in charge who I like being in charge. Yeah. Very cool. And you're telling me that's going to be opposite a cutting edge program that harkens back to an era of professional wrestling that I absolutely adored, filled with stars that I absolutely love. I'm excited for both shows. It, it really is a, a rising tide raising all ships situation where I cannot wait to see what both <laughs> programs do. Right. On paper. On paper. <laughs> <laughs> the reality is where things get get kind of hinky. I don't know how things are going to play out with 
the elite running a wrestling show. I don't know how that's going to work week to week to week. I will say this. This week they had some curveballs, more in a little bit. I think they've done an excellent job of dealing with them and continuing to use those curveballs to build to the next thing. Right. I don't know what's going to happen when NXT goes on live TV and if the ratings are too close, if the ratings are below what AEW is doing. All those different things. I don't know what's going to happen. Are they going to be made to change things up? Are certain roster members going to be taken off of Raw and SmackDown and sent to NXT? Are they going to be made to to go on the road? Uh, Are they going to become 205 Live 2? Like, I don't know what it's going to be once that machine is in motion. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, 205 Live is definitely has a question mark uh, around it right now because a lot of those people have been working NXT as well. Um, Mm -hmm. Just this past week on 205 Live, you had uh, Garza or, um, yeah, Angel Mm Garza. He's not Garza Jr. anymore. He's Angel Angel Garza. Garza. And and Swerve um, come up to do this big 10 man thing with Oni Lorcan and Drew Gulak and everybody. So there's definitely a talent share happening between those two shows. The question is, is does 205 Live kind of get lumped back into the NXT brand? Does it become a subdivision of NXT where they have a, a cruiserweight yeah. uh, match on NXT? Um, who the hell knows? Uh, you know, I would imagine it cost-wise putting those guys down in Orlando where I'd assume most of them probably – moved when they were yeah. within the the PC culture and the and 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 uh, the performance center thing there um you know financially it may help them out but but yeah the 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 whole the financials of the whole thing is i guess the next part of the conversation yeah so uh apparently 30 million dollars a year for yeah. WWE to put NXT on USA. Not a bad job if you can find it. Just take a show you already have, stretch it out a little bit, and make yourself $30 million. By the way, that now adds $30 million to the nearly, what, $500 million that they're making every single year for the two shows. So now $530 million. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty fucking crazy. Um, and that's my, just to do what they're already doing. Exactly. Now, my yeah. understanding is, uh, in case anyone's concerned, uh, the NXT stars that are on television will be getting a pay bump. So right. their money will be more akin to what they would have if they were on the main roster. So uh, Johnny Gargano completely avoided being Johnny 205, and he gets a pay bump. Not a bad situation by any Candace gets one too so yeah, that exactly. household's doing doing nice right now yeah yeah a lot more Funko Pops are about to be shipped to <laughs> Orlando Florida a lot more um we can trade Johnny <laughs> uh we got some old Marvel I'm trying to get rid of uh also hey uh the Undisputed Era a, a group that from what I've heard Vince does not care for good news they get to be the top heels on one Good. of the brands on cable television, on basic cable. Uh, Where, where's your Vince hating Undisputed Era uh, intel coming from? I've, I've heard it from a few different places over the past year. That he just He just doesn't get them. How could you? What's not to get? What's not to like? The to fuck? Be, to be fair, Adam Cole is basically a shrunk down version of Shawn Michaels. So, yeah, Shawn Michaels isn't active right now. I know, but there's there's no Shawn Michaels, Michaels was a little guy, <laughs> quote unquote. 
Yeah, but the level of smarmy shitheadedness that oh, Adam yeah. Cole is so perfect at exuding far more than makes up for his uh, stature. Oh, yeah, I, and and I will say that all four guys, uh, I mean, Cole kind of came in there. He had a personality and everything. All four guys have really excelled at gaining personalities, putting together fun promos. I don't know if you saw their their promo promoting the jump to USA, but yeah. uh, talking about what they're going to do with their TV money. <laughs> great stuff great stuff uh i think it's on the youtube if, if you dear listener haven't checked it out um but yeah I've, I've heard that uh he really doesn't see it and that's a bummer uh but hey good mm. news they get to be the top heels yeah. of that show that's that's not gonna change um i do question like what's gonna happen with the street profits they've been on raw but the yeah. idea apparently wasn't for them to ever really go to Raw. So... I don't know if it was like a, a like a soft introduction to them to like you know get the crowd familiar with them for when they actually do debut and start wrestling on Raw. I actually I've kind of enjoyed from what I've seen their little um, uh, little R two D two C three PO kind of mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, giving commentary on the greater universe yes. sort of thing. Um, that that's kind of worked, and they have great. I mean Montez Ford is just you know Mon- dripping with Montez talent. Ford is your next big star if you're smart enough to pull the trigger they yeah aren't. so no, no certainly not um so so yeah well so the guys are getting um a pay raise yes which is fantastic one of the initial things was well um sorry about uh sorry about it because you're getting a pay raise but you're also going to have to pay your travel and it doesn't look like that's the case since you're going to be based at full sale uh-huh. so i would imagine um that they're still going to do their weekend loops uh yeah. traveling the nxt brand around the country and from what it seems it looks like their travel will still be and accommodations will still be included in that deal so really these NXT guys are making out like fucking bandits, as as it as it would appear. That reminds me, we are kind of due for uh, an NXT in Bel Air show, right? Like uh, it's only been a couple months, uh, but like they seem to come by like twice a year. I'm just saying, come on, come on, Papa H. Send them they usually away. they usually do one in the fall, so yeah. <clears throat> I would imagine. Um, I think it's usually November ish. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, so hopefully we'll get some uh, some word on that soon. That would be uh, that would be good. But uh, so so yeah, that's the uh, that's the money side of it, I think. Um, and uh, now, yeah. Now my what? question mark to you is: Do you think so? Really, one of the key things that AEW has going for them is they're really good at the internet. Yeah, they're, they're really, really good at the internet. Between being the elite, between the road two shows, between uh, the new show that they premiered this week. Don't know if you checked it out, Chris. Uh, uh-huh. Wrestlers, God, what's it called? Wrestlers eating room service in a hotel room. It's basically <laughs> like their version of comedians in cars getting getting, in cars getting coffee. Cars getting coffee. Okay. So it was the Bucks sitting down with uh, Hangman Page while they, okay. eat, you know, while they eat room service food. Um, it's actually really fun, and and it shows a side of both the Bucks and and Hangman Page that you're not used to. Uh, but they're very good at that, and also the video that they posted yesterday about the Kenny Omega John Moxley thing. Um, yeah, had me hook, line, and sinker. I want to see being the elite on Monday. Um, what do you think NXT is going to do to try to grab that internet fan? Beyond Nothing. what they've already done. I mean, <laughs> do you think that they're going to try to to cater the product more to the web? No. You don't think be- so? Be- 
because I think that they're full steam ahead with what they what they've done. I don't think um, <clears throat> it's the old adage of don't chase the guy behind you mm-hmm. um, sort of thing. Keep, you know, what got them to where they are is being NXT. Yeah. So I think NXT, as we see it in its presentation, uh, as of, you know, right now for the start of it will be what what we've been seeing. Um, I don't think they're going to, you know, start doing wacky YouTube shows weekly. And I could be wrong. Um, yeah. And it could be, could be interesting because, you know, if the Undisputed Era start doing, you know, shithead things like that and filming it backstage, fucking with people. And, you know, they've done a couple, like, you know, you remember the Glorious Bombs back right, in the day. Right, right, exactly. With, with Champ and Gargano. They have, the, they have the capacity to, but I don't think it's in their... Uh, I don't think it's in their 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 repertoire right now for what NXT is and has become to to do that. Well, uh, to to paraphrase an idea that I heard thrown out on another pa- podcast, I very much enjoy. Shout out Virtual Pros. I think it would be really interesting for NXT to try to, and, and they've said it in more comical way, but I I honestly think there's a point to this for NXT to try to reach out to a younger audience. In so much as they, I mean, you have Morrow always dropping pop culture references. I don't know how they would do it, but if there were a way for NXT to be a show where I, as a man of almost 35, go, I don't understand what the hell they're talking about, (laughs) that probably means they're on a better slope than the main WWE product. Like, if they can find a way to embrace youth culture a bit more, I feel like AEW is doing a great job of it between the YouTube stuff, between doing shows at, you know, video game tournaments and and stuff like that. But I feel like there's the ability to really just sort of sink in and, and get in with that younger crowd that's open for either show. And and I don't know the way to do it because, again, I am almost 35 years old. Therefore, I have no fucking idea what the kids like. But I think I think it would behoove either show to become the cool wrestling show for a younger audience. Uh, yeah. And I don't know what that is in 2019 either because yeah, I'm yeah. older than you. So, yes, <laughs> I have uh, I'm even even more clueless, as it were. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that, that that that's a solid point. It, it would it would behoove them and make a lot of sense. You know, if you want new fans, you want to bring fans in that will more than likely be with you for a while. Yeah. Um, and maybe have some disposable income while they're at it. Um, that that does make a, a bit of sense. One of my big questions is, are they going to keep the Slipknot theme song when they go live on <laughs> USA? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would it would be the time to do a refresh of the NXT brand. New logo, new music. They just that they just added that music like a month or two ago. I know. I'm, I'm just that. saying it, it. It feels like it would be the right time to do so. <clears throat> uh, I think the Slipknot theme is a good theme. I'm glad they got rid of the version of the intro where people were lip syncing it because that was fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did not enjoy that either. But I, I think it would be a good time for them to go. Hey, it's a new era of NXT. Change things up a little bit, <clears throat> a little bit, not a lot. I wouldn't even mind bringing back the Coheed and Cambria. Uh, oh hell yeah. Intro riff. Yes. I love that Welcome Homer. If that's a yes. great fucking riff. Yes. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, Papa H loves his uh, loves his hard rock and metal. So yes. Lord knows he knows enough people to get some licensed tunes. And I don't know. Maybe Slipknot's a bit much for the USA Network at eight p.m. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, 
I think a lot of this is USA going, please, God, please just deliver a million viewers. Just we need it. We need it real bad. Chris oh, yeah. Lee Chris, fucked up Chris real Lee, bad. Chris Lee's taking a hit for USA Network there. That he, I guess Chris Lee, Chris Lee brands were the number two watched shows. Cause, uh, you know, after after wrestling, I don't even yeah. think Suits is still a thing. Is Suits still a thing? I don't uh, know. It, it's wrapping up. Uh, and the only other thing I could think of they had was um, Pacific Blue. Well, they haven't had that in years, Chris. That <laughs> Silk Stockings. Uh, uh, Mr. Robot. Silk sto- they had Silk Mr. Stockings. Robot for a while. Oh, yeah, Silk Stockings, yeah. Yes, Silk Stockings, yes. <laughs> uh, USA Up All Night with, yeah. <laughs> with the poorly edited versions of softcore porn movies, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. airing Weird Science every weekend. Yeah, between that and Halloween There was a TV too. show Weird Science, Yes, too. there was, there was. That's right. I, I remember very much watching episodes of that after WWF Mania with Tom Pettengill. I used to love 10 a.m. Sunday mornings in USA. I used to love fucking Mania, yeah. Pettengill. I, th- I think Pettengill just uh, finally retired from PLJ in New York. Um, Did he retire station. or was he? Um, I don't I don't remember. No yeah. longer works there. I'm yeah, not yeah, sure yeah. if he's retired or not. Well, he was a wacky old wacky old guy there sounds to me if we live in a world where tony shivani's in the middle of a bidding war that todd pettengill's next hey man his slammy song back in the day yep. was just mwah. Yeah. hey it's the slammies <laughs> this great ethel merman voice um <laughs> so <laughs> i don't know why i went to that but yeah, it's like all right hey right, yeah Good hey Chris. you know what i would pop for todd pettengill to come back i'm not gonna lie <laughs> where's you his know? podcast <laughs> oh god what if he's one of the people that they're pulling there together for the podcast oh. then, now you have my attention talking with todd every <laughs> every tuesday talks. well thanks for joining me for my todd talk <laughs> <laughs> i'm there uh, damn i'm the there fact that we're uh, at 35 uh, minutes that would have been a great <laughs> out <laughs> oh god uh, okay um so yes yeah, that's where NXT kind of stands right now. It's a uh, you know, it's 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 a big deal. It's exciting. It's got us worried simultaneously. Mm-hmm. It's it's a uh, you know, it's a whole new world of pro res right now. And to yeah. to flip the coin to focus on the the AEW side of things now. Another busy week for those guys. Yeah, not the best week for those guys. Um, So we are a week out. We're six days out as of this recording from the big all out show in Chicago. That's next Saturday night on BR Live or Fight.TV for those of you uh, international or using VPNs because you want to buy the pay-per-view cheaper. Hint, hint, (laughs) nudge, nudge, wink. Um, It's regular pay-per-view as well. Oh, yes, it is on regular pay-per-view as well. Um so uh, it looked like the beginning of a good week for those guys. The end of the week, though, was a heartbreaker uh, as John Moxley took to the Internet and confirmed some rumors uh, as he had to pull out of the All Out show as he had another flare up of MRSA. MRSA, uh, this is not his first time dancing with it because that's what uh, made his comeback to WWE uh, last year, two years ago, whenever he came back. Yeah, yeah um, last year. Uh, that's what delayed it as much as it did, because not only did he have the bicep issue, but he contacted MRSA and, well, you know, almost died, which is always yeah. awesome. So yeah. he contacted MRSA in his elbow, uh, and he has to arrange surgery to have uh, the bursa sac removed. I, right. I don't know what the bursa sac is. I'm sure I could have Googled it before this. It's a um, sack of bursa. Yes, it, it, it's part of the elbow, I guess. Um, so a heartbreaker there as pulls out all out, pulls out of the Bloodsport 2 show. Uh, 
show, which a lot of people, <laughs> including myself, were very excited about. Um, and, I mean, that's the number two match on the card pulled off as uh, Omega and Moxley was built to straight from the jump, straight from the end of the first AEW yeah. pay-per-view. Uh, that's the direction we were heading in. and um, We were excited for it. Very, very excited for it. The build for it was really great. I loved how they worked in the idea of Moxley going to, to do the G1, not only because he wanted to do the G1, but also to understand Kenny Omega more. And the, this idea of uh, Moxley feeling like he has something to prove because yeah. he was stuck uh, throwing cream pies while uh, Kenny Ooh. was his best bout machine. <laughs> I'd, uh, I'd, well, watch, I'd, watch, I'd watch Dean throw cream pie at Renee. <laughs> in a word. Oh! Uh, <laughs> oh, Yes. But unfortunately, we're not getting that match now. Yet, uh, yet, all the props in the world to the fine folks at AEW as uh, they get to shoot their shot and run back a match that apparently they were originally planning for All Out. As right. Pac is officially go, visas handled, no longer has the Dragon Gate title uh, around his waist, so he can actually win and lose matches in AEW. So we're going to get Pac versus Kenny Omega, which on paper is an absolutely amazing match. And sure. yeah. if rumors are to be believed, that was the original plan. Originally, okay. yeah. Originally, Pac was going to beat Hangman Page, Omega was going to beat Jericho, and they'd be colliding for the AEW title. So, could be an awesome match. I mean, it's two of the greatest wrestlers going today, going against each other. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to see what Pac can do back in the States. I'm really excited to see what he does in front of a hot Chicago crowd. I'm very excited to see what he does with a guy as dead set on having the best match of the night as Kenny Omega. But what is more intriguing to me is AEW, credit where credit is due, is going to use this to continue to build to Omega Moxley. Yes. Yeah. And that's that's really smart because they knew how excited that we were for that match. And, you know, obviously we would be because it's two of the biggest names in pro wrestling right now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we were that was the if not uh, the second most, ex, you know, uh, match we were excited for on, on the night. So, yeah, definitely, definitely a, a good pull on their part to, to work that out. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Pac was already um, on the down low schedule to be a part of the show yeah. because that's really quick to get a turnaround on a visa nowadays in yeah. uh, in, in this America in which we live currently. Yeah, yeah. So you got to imagine maybe that was kind of already in the works or they had an idea a couple weeks ago with uh, with Moxley's elbow, right? And and that, but it it, it does uh, lend the question. You know, Tony Khan has been very um uh a, a forgivable in or he's allowed people to go out and work other promotions and do yes. these other shows and stuff like that um obviously he was not moxley was not allowed to work new japan shows within the u.s because of aew but over in japan and mm -hmm. and and wherever else um he he was given permission to will that change now that it's believed that he the uh, Mox picked up this uh, this infection in New Japan doing the G1. 
um, will that change uh, his allowance of people to go work other promotions? I mean, the thing I'd always heard, and it's certainly supported by the idea, uh, GCW's doing a farewell show to uh, Janela and uh, Marco Stunt on mm-hmm. September 30th. I'd always heard October 1st was like the end date. Mm-hmm. for AEW talent being able to work indies. Okay. Um, so I think there was that's kind in of, the US. Right. So I think there was kind of an idea that their schedules would be kind of locked down once television started. But you're right. Anything beyond that, I mean, th- there are considerable investments being made for these talents. And they want to do a show week in, week in and week out. And they want to make sure they have fresh talent, which is part of the reason why they aren't touring the shit out of the the roster. Brand, yeah. Um, I think it may behoove them to be the ones to say, hey, you work for us or you don't. Now, hopefully those conversations come with a little bit of a pay bump because, sure. you know, they have to say farewell to bookings. But uh, I, I think they would be justified in doing so, so long as both sides agree to it. I, I think having the conversation with guys is probably the way to do it, especially when you are uh, of a Moxley caliber. I mean, yeah. you know, a Marco stunt gets hurt. It's a bummer, but it's not like he's in the world title scene. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The show isn't hinged on his appearance. Exactly, exactly. And I think that might be the crux of whether or not you get to do stuff outside of AEW moving forward. Then again, Kenny Omega just got announced for working uh, DDT in Japan in November, so who the fuck knows? Right, and apparently his contract does allow him to work New Japan if New Japan ever opens up to it. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Although, and as uh, as Uncle Dave pointed out, the original plan for Kenny Omega in New Japan mm-hmm. was for him to win at Wrestle Kingdom. Yes, he was going to beat Tanahashi, right. lose the belt to uh, Okada at MSG, which right. be still my heart had we been able yeah. to see that live. I know, I know. And then the finals of the G1 find and replace Jay White. With Kenny Omega as uh, Abushi would have beaten Omega in the finals, which again uh, be still my heart. It would have uh, been beautiful, but yes. you know the G one we got still was amazing. Oh, absolutely! And, and the match with uh, Jay White and Tana uh, and uh, Okada that we saw at uh, at the Garden was really good as well. Yes, so yes. we very very good. We weren't you know given Matt Taven and and. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we were giving Matt Taven, but yes, we weren't giving, but we weren't giving Matt, Taven Matt Taven against Okada. Okada. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I guess we can't complain that much. But yeah, one Kenneth Omega returning back to DDT uh, Pro. So you know, uh, I, I I don't I don't, I don't know. It, it is kind of a, a double edged uh, sword in certain respects. Um, but you know, I, I I think Tony Khan has a level of trust in Omega that he maybe doesn't have. For some of these other guys, I mean, yeah. fuck, Mar- Marco Stunt did a uh, – he almost busted his ass doing a uh, a frog splash off a basketball uh, rim last night. Yeah, yeah, so, I saw that. And I, also I, there was the rumor on Friday that fucking Phoenix broke his leg. Yes, apparently he's okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and didn't. Uh, thank you, Taya, you sweet, sweet thing, you, for breaking that news. Yeah. But yeah, uh, a lot of – you know, these guys are, are – fucking crazy and they do they do crazy stupid things janella i'm sure janella on the inside is probably like finally i don't have to fucking lay on light tubes every weekend right right count white claws for (laughs) for for my pay i'm sure somewhere on the inside he's like "Ah," just lets out this sigh of relief you know (laughs) 
Oh yeah, same with uh, Jimmy Havoc. Same idea, just yeah. this idea of like, oh, I'll have to bleed everywhere all the time. Whew. <laughs> I, feel like Darby, I feel like it upsets Darby Allen though, because I feel like Darby oh, yeah. Allen wants to go out there and pile drive himself. <laughs> Darby Allen's gonna do. Darby Allen's gonna land on random parts of his body, whether there are ring ropes or a skateboard around him. It's just one or the other. Or camera or people. He's yeah, exactly. Gonna... He doesn't care. He's gonna find ways to injure himself, and that's just the way he lives. But yeah, um, you know, it, it's a definite heartbreaker that we are not going to get to see Moxley Omega now, uh, this coming weekend, as we had anticipated. Um, But, you know, it it strikes me a little bit more time in the oven, get a a nice little browning on that pie crust. We're going to be all right. So he's not cleared for a match. I would imagine he would be there that weekend, though. Um, I would think it's possible. He did get get pulled off of StarCast, though. So maybe Oh, he did? Okay. But who knows? That that could all be part of a plan. Um, it's true. True. You know, they're not uh, especially with Jericho involved uh, in yeah. the in the promotion. He's the king yes. of of work shoots in 2019. So yes. um, I wouldn't put anything uh, anything past an, a Moxley appearance mm-hmm. um, on on Saturday. I can't believe it's 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 coming up. It's yeah. like so it, so fast. So soon. yeah, I guess we have to do predictions though, right? Yeah, yeah. That that'll be uh, Patreon this week. Okay. Uh, so yeah, j- join our Patreon if you want to check out our predictions for All Out and us randomly guessing who will win at Takeover UK. Because <laughs> I'll only know like half the names. Yeah, yeah. Which, which one of them's the limey? Oh, they both are. Uh, oh, the British guy with the beard. That ah, one. Yes, okay. That one. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> and, and we'll we'll be slightly uncouth about Tony Storm. You know. Oh no, we'll be very uncouth about <laughs> Tony Storm. <laughs> God, tongue punch the fart box. (laughs) 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 The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast. Follow us at RoughHouseSGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at youtube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase W capital G lowercase K capital P M lowercase L capital D N 7 lowercase C 3 lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod- House, uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. And Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. Listen here, baby.
baby brother got some of the kinder care kid, baby. Five little small people running to and fro around their house. You got some shit to do. Leave them with me. Dusty D Diddle Roads at the Dusty Roads Detention Baby Center. That's right. It's a daycare for your little shits. I was able to raise Dustin into the wackadoo, tranny, gold-covered wackanizzle that he was, as well as Cody. Whatever he did with that mustache, baby brother, he picked it up at the Dusty Roads Detention Slash Daycare Center. We got stuff to climb on. Big boxes, small boxes, a Mama Celeste pizza for one. That six of these motherfuckers is going to have to split. Ain't nobody going to get enough food. Someone's going to have to have some Kool-Aid and five pitchers of water, but only one packet. That shit's going to be watery, baby brother. Ain't nobody going to get enough to eat, drink, or play with here at the Dusty Roads Detention Center. Look for me. I'm the house with the spots and the sun with the gold ass paint passed out in the front yard. Use code mustache for 5% off your child if it's a baby of color, baby brother.